0: Welcome to the audacity to podcast episode 44 how to live stream and record your podcast with others Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis, and we are recording this live on noodle.mx slash live, as well as part of the Tech Podcast Network over at techpodcast.com slash live, because the Audacity to Podcast is a member over there. And so I get to podcast live over there. And it's, it's great because it brings in more people for the community. And we do other shows live on the Noodle Mix Network as well, which you can check out at noodle.mx. Now today, oh, by the way, this podcast, if you haven't listened before, this is the podcast that teaches you the tools and gives you the guts to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. This is a how-to podcast about podcasting, and we frequently feature audacity in this. Now I've been doing this series, and if you haven't followed along, go back to episode one 41 in this series and you can learn more about what we're doing. And this is how do you live stream your podcast recording session? It's not technically called live podcasting. It's not technically podcasting yet because a podcast is media that is released and syndicated through RSS, which is really simple syndication or rich site content, rich site summary that is. So it's not a podcast until you publish it out there for people to download, but you can live stream it while you are recording your show. And some people might call this live podcasting, or some people call it the more technical term of live streaming. We want to talk about how you do that. In episode 42 over at com slash 42, I talked about why you should live stream your podcast. And also gave you a few cautions about that. In episode 43 last week over at theaudacity2podcast.com slash 43, we talked about how to live stream yourself if you have only one computer. And we talked about different situations of that. If you have just one computer, if you're doing sounds like music and sound effects in one computer, or if you have a mixer sounds in one computer. The conclusion there, as I shared at the beginning, was the optimal setup is to add a mixer to the mix. And you're going to find out, I'll spoil today's episode by telling you this. The best solution for when you're adding more than one person. Well, if you're adding anyone else, it means there are going to be more than yourself. The best solution is to have a mixer in your setup. Because, well, we'll we'll cover that in a minute. Now, make sure that you go to the website though. If you haven't heard the last few episodes, listen to them because we're building on this series here and we'll talk even more in the next episode about some of the tools, software tools that you can use for live streaming your podcast or what websites to use. But for this episode, we'll talk about how to do it with multiple people in a live stream podcast so that you can have you you can record your podcast episode, be streaming it live on the internet, and have people hosting with you, and it's either on site or remotely. Check out the podcast website over at theaudacitytopodcast.com. dot com. Make sure that you're subscribed over there, and even if you're already subscribed, here's what I'd love for you to do: go to theaudacitytopodcast.com. dot com, and in the upper right corner, you'll see a tweet, a like and a plus one button. Click all of those. And then also in the main section, you'll see the gigantic subscribe button. Click that, and it takes you to iTunes. Write a review, an honest review. I'd like it if it was five stars, but write an honest review. Give it a rating there in iTunes, and that really helps out. And it encourages me too, to see this site bumped up with Twitter and Facebook and um, Google Plus one And also uh, to see more people commenting and rating it in iTunes. Although this content has been planned for a while, I really appreciate that one of our listeners, Dr. Vibe, called in and had some questions that we're going to answer in this episode.
1: Hello, my name is Dr. Vibe, calling from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Just was referred to your website and it's really good. Thank you very much for doing what you do. Right now I'd like to I do podcasting and I post, produce and put the episodes up at a later date. What I'd like to know is is there a way of me recording live podcasts with different people in various locations? Right now I do it and I post the podcast at a later date. But last week, for example, I recorded a podcast with people in Toronto, Indianapolis, Indiana and London, England at the same time. I'd like to know if I could do that live. I do have a, a stream account, so that end of it is done, but I just need to know how can I connect a stream and the Skype and my MP3 call recorder together at the same time to do live podcasting. Thank you very much, and have an outstanding day. God bless, peace be well, and keep the faith. Me, Dr. Vibe from infoblackcanadianmen.com and my podcast site is the vibe in vegas show.wordpress.com.
0: Thank you very much Dr. Vibe for calling that in and hold on to your Ustream account because this is exactly the stuff that we're going to talk about today in this episode of The Audacity to Podcast episode 44. So let's get into this. If you have a podcast, well we'll cover multiple equipment scenarios, but here are the basic scenarios you might face when wanting to podcast with more than one person. And that is podcasting either multiple on-site people, and we talked about that too and talked about um podcasting with multiple on-site people in a previous episode of the audacity to podcast and i'll have a link to that episode in the show notes at the audacity to com slash 44 that's the show notes for this week's episode so check that out over at the to slash 44 and you can get the link to that previous episode or if you even just look over at the audacity to podcast.com slash 36, you'll find three ways that I shared to record multiple on-site podcast hosts talking about just the equipment setup and what you might need and different ways that you could could record people. So we could see that a scenario of recording multiple on-site hosts or recording with someone who is off-site now, the best way to bring in someone offsite is with Skype, but there are other situations where you might have a telephone or you might have some other kind of voice over internet protocol or VOIP or VoIP system that you're using. But whatever the case, we'll just imagine it, we'll simplify it like this. how Wherever your extra co-hosts are, we'll simplify it by saying, co-hosts because it it works essentially the same. If they're in studio, you have an extra microphone, an extra line input. If they are off-site, then you have an extra Skype connection, an extra input. So in either case, it's an extra input into your recording. Now, when you're doing it off-site kind of recording or recording with someone else who's off-site, it does introduce the complexity of They have to hear what's going on because they can't just hear it in the room. But we'll cover that here in a moment. So three situations, uh, or two basic situations, that is, for how you're recording the people. Now there are multiple scenarios that could work and might not work and outright don't work that you might think would work. But don't for the equipment that you're using. We'll talk about doing it with a single PC. A single PC and sounds like music, sound effects, voicemail, anything like that, bumpers, doing it with the mixer, sounds, and one PC, using multiple PCs, using multiple PCs, sounds, and multiple hosts, or using a mixer, sounds, and multiple PCs. So that's six different scenarios there that we're going to cover. And unfortunately, there isn't a solution for each one of them, a complete solution. That is, there are ways to work around, but as you'll find out, there is an optimum solution, optimal solution. So this is all considering that if you're using the bare minimum equipments, and we've talked about bare minimums before, and even in last week's episode, if you haven't looked at the blog post or listened to the episode yet over at the slash 43, you'll see the bare minimum equipment I suggested that you use, especially if you're going to live stream. And it works for if you're live streaming multiple people. And that is that if you want um, to do this, then I suggest you get a mixer I suggest you have your own microphone and a pop filter and that could be it depending on how much you want to do as you are streaming your podcast live to the internet. So let's look at this. If you have just one PC and when I use the term PC remember I'm talking about either a Windows computer or an OS 10 computer because they're both personal computers. PC Is just an abbreviation for personal computer, and it should mean either kind of computer. So when I say PC, I mean whatever kind of computer you have. I don't have much experience with Linux, and I know I have some Linux listeners out there, but those guys are so technical that they could probably find the source for whatever program they want and compile it in their own special way with rainbows and all of that. Linux people are great. They're purple. Not blue or red. They're purple. But if you have just one PC, there are ways that you could try to live stream with yourself and others. You could try having multiple inputs into your computer and doing a a loopback system. We talked about a loopback last week, which is where you take the speaker output from your computer you loop it back into the microphone input and along the way you need some splitters though so that your microphone goes in and then you'd be getting the sounds from your computer. That can work for recording the podcast because you can play your sounds it's played through the speaker we'll put that in air quotes speaker which is really a headphone line back into the input And the Skype conversation, the person on Skype is coming through the, quote, speaker, unquote, and back into that input when you're looping it like this. But here's the problem with that is you've got three things going into one input, your microphone, your co-host, and, well, well, we'll ignore sound. Well, I'll mention sounds at the moment. You might have sounds also going into that. And they're both a similar problem is that if the person on Skype is listening, they're going to hear themselves coming back because you would most likely have your microphone selected as the input for Skype. And what else is coming into your microphone? Oh, it's your microphone and the person coming in through Skype. So they would hear themselves through a delay. Now, I I've seen some weird things once or twice with Skype where it actually seemed to cancel out the audio that was coming back into it that it detected was just a duplicate of what it was sending. I can't I can't guarantee that your results may vary and really just don't rely on that don't believe it at all just don't even think about it. Forget it. Forget I even said that. So They're hearing themselves back, which makes for terrible conversation, especially if they talk and you start talking too, and then they're going to hear themselves and you and not know what's going on. I can't recommend doing it that way. Now, what you could potentially do is if you have multiple inputs, and again, or not again, but this really depends on what kind of computer you're working with. Some many desktop computers and some laptop computers might have multiple inputs where there's a line-in and a microphone-in port. Or an easy way you can add an input to any computer is get a USB adapter. So it takes the sound, converts it to a digital signal, then puts it into the USB port of your computer, and then runs that into whatever. So if you have multiple inputs... And you can do this either on Windows or OS 10. What you could do, and this this is going to start looking like spaghetti. And remember, you can do these things for free, or almost free. But it comes at the cost of simplicity. It is gets very complicated. And this will really start looking like spaghetti on your computer. So follow me here. Your microphone goes into... A splitter it needs to be split twice so it's your microphone sound is going one direction and another direction one direction goes into we'll call it the skype input of your computer that might be the line in the mic in or maybe a usb in but whatever it is all it's doing is it's receiving that uh, your microphone it's not receiving anything else So that's one split of your microphone goes to the Skype input. The other split of your microphone goes into the regular recording input of your computer. And this uh, input also is split to receive the speaker output from your computer. And what's coming through the speakers? Well, that's your person on Skype. So... Skype is going through your speakers, or headphone jack, to your mic input. Your microphone is being split. It's going to your Skype and to your mic input. So, well, that's two splitters there. Two splitters in some way to get an extra audio input into your computer. Little tricky, you might run into looping noise or ground noise, electronic noise. It's not going to be the best way. You can probably do it though. And then the matter of how do you stream, live stream that from there? Well, then when you live stream and record, whether you're recording through your computer or an external device, but when you then record, you record from that mixed signal, the split thing of you and your co-host, you need to select that device as the input device for your recording and streaming software. But sometimes you can't do that depending on your software. So This is very much why your results may vary when you're working with the software side of things like this and hacking things together. It's very much your results may vary. Now previously I've talked about output capture methods like Soundflower or Stereo Mix or Audio Hijack Pro, Wiretap Pro or Total Recorder or any of those things. That won't work in this situation because all that those programs do is they record the signal. They don't let you make an aggregate device like you can in OS 10. just with OS 10's built-in software. You can make an aggregate device where it combines two different inputs into a single input. You can't do that on Windows. I don't know if you can do that on uh, Linux. But these other programs like Stereo Mix or What You Hear or Total Recorder... And wiretap pro or audio hijack those all record they don't pass that recording on to something else so you could maybe work out a combination with soundflower and i've gotten a setting combining soundflower in os 10 with the uh, the aggregate device in os 10 and it seemed to work but it, it worked for a short time, and then it stopped working for some crazy reason. So again, your results may vary. I don't recommend doing it this way. So if you have one PC, it can kind of work, but let's just pretend it doesn't work, because you might end up with terrible quality recording. It could be just a major headache to do it. Uh, if if you're trying to do this all with just a single PC. Now, let's complicate this even further. What if you have sounds to play along with this? Music, background, sound effects. See, here's what now needs to happen. is It would be best, especially if you're playing voicemail or important audio clips, it would be best if your co-host or co-hosts could hear what's going on. Let's go back to that loop system with the multiple inputs. That uh, can work here, but you need to add to that spaghetti. So we had that, we'll work with that same setup that we had before, which is where the microphone is being split. One end is going to Skype input, the other end is going to your PC input. Then you have your Uh, Your computer's output, which is the Skype and your sounds. That needs to go into the recording thing. Oh, wait a minute, here's a problem. I knew that this problem was here, but I wanted to lead you along this trail. Did you catch what the upcoming problem is? You've got your sounds and your Skype person coming through the same line. How do you split them? You could potentially make it so that Skype sends the audio out to one device and your sounds from your computer out to a different device and then make more splits in your line. You could do that. But this is really getting into risky territory because you're having more looping, you're doing more software hacks. This is a very hacky system of doing this and I really don't recommend it because it just, it it may not work for you or it may work for you depending on your hardware, depending on your software, depending on what cables you're using and such. So by the time that you're done purchasing these different things, you may have spent as much as you might otherwise spend for a mixer. A cheap mixer, a cheap microphone, which like I said last time, a mixer, a microphone, a stand, an XLR cable, and a pop filter all for $75. I'd say go that route. Again, output capture methods like Soundflower, Stereo Mix, What You Hear, Audio Hijack Pro, or Wiretap Pro, or Studio, can't really work because they're either designed to record what's going on not to send it to anything else or if you could make it work it would also be sending the Skype audio back to the person on Skype so they'd be hearing themselves back again and hearing that echo. So this method just uh, doesn't really work as well. You can try and make it work but you might end up spending hours doing it and having to go to Walmart, buying different cables, discovering that a cable might not split the sound uh, properly, and you get into mixing problems and volume problems and all of this stuff—is it really worth it? Do you really want to do it that way? Yeah, uh, you might not want to. Now, what you could do when recording your sound effects is you could use software like I mentioned last time, Pod Producer. For Windows or Ubercaster for OS X and those allow you to play the sound effects into your recording but then as you're recording your co-host would not hear your sounds because if you looped it back so they could hear it again they would be hearing themselves. So I can't recommend doing it with sounds with one PC. Now Here's where it gets much better. There is light at the end of the tunnel and it is not an oncoming train. Add a mixer to this. And whether you have sounds or not, this is so much easier to work with a mixer. And even if you still have one PC, here's the way it would work. Is on your mixer, you'd need a decent enough mixer that has an auxiliary out. And the point of an auxiliary out is it lets you say that this channel will go out to this section, this uh, separate output, but not this channel. So this is where you get into what's called Mixer Mix Minus. So you would plug your microphone into one channel, plug the Skype person into another channel for what they're saying. So that's your Skype output is into another channel. So you have two channels. Then if your mixer has an auxiliary out or FX out, then you adjust your knobs so that your channel is going to auxiliary out, their channel is not going to auxiliary out. Take the line from auxiliary out, plug it into your computer, into... Now we need a multiple device, or a multiple input, so that might be a line in plus a mic in or it might be a USB interface plus a mic in so you need two inputs for this but you plug it into your computer that's what is set up as the input for Skype so they hear you they don't hear themselves because you told your you told the mixer to turn your volume up and send your volume your audio to the auxiliary out But you told the mixer, don't send their audio to the auxiliary out. So when it gets back to them, they don't hear themselves speaking. They only hear you. Then you take the mixer's main output, which will automatically receive both of those inputs, you and your co-host. You take, take your mixer's main output, plug that into your computer's recording spot, either again This needs to be a separate input device, either a line-in plus a mic-in or a mic-in plus a USB adapter. Then you send that device as your broadcasting device. That sounds confusing, I know, but rewind and it should make sense. The other way that you can do this, though, is if you have sound effects... This can start getting a little more complicated because you might want your host to hear your sound effects. Now the way that you could do this is you have you going into the mixer, your computer's Skype going into the mixer, your computer's secondary output if it supports that or if you get an extra device like a USB jack or something, an adapter, to make a second output device. That goes into the mixer. So you now have three channels going into the mixer. Do you know what we'll do? Exactly the same thing that we did in the previous example. We send our signal all the way to auxiliary out. We send the sounds channel, the computer PC channel, whatever you want to call it, all the way to auxiliary out. But we don't send our Skype to auxiliary out because that's going to be What our friend on Skype hears. So then, what they end up receiving is our microphone and the sounds into their input device, which might be, we'll just say their input device is using the mic in headphone looking jack on your computer. So it's the mic in jack. That's their input. And then, all three of those devices are sent through your mixer's main output, which you connect to your computer through a second audio device. A USB device is what I would recommend for that signal, because that's what you would be recording from. And then you just start your broadcasting software, and you tell it to use that audio input to send your audio signal out to the internet. Now that's a mixer, sounds, and one PC. Much easier than doing it just with one PC and no mixer. Now it gets much easier if there's any way that you can add a second PC. Or in the case of if you're mixing in a live phone call through your cell phone, which I'll talk about how to do that in a later episode, but you might be mixing in a live call from your cell phone, consider that a PC in this example. It's a separate audio device that has input and output capabilities. So with two PCs... You have one of them be dedicated to being your Skype interface. You could also play the sound effects from that, but then that starts to complicate things. So I recommend one computer is dedicated to being, a sound, uh, to being your Skype computer. Great deals you can find on these. It doesn't have to be a new computer. It can be a netbook, those cheap little netbooks, the size of a business card with a keyboard the size of a mouse's foot, that kind of computer could run Skype just fine. A Mac mini could run Skype just fine in fact, in my studio, I earned a Mac mini for free from one of those deals on the internet where you sign up like ten of your friends to receive spam and then they have to fill out some kind of deal and apply for something, do some trial membership and 10 of them do it and then confirm it. And then I get a Mac mini, which I did do. So that was rough and hard. I don't recommend it. Uh, I could have lost friendships with it. So I don't recommend doing that. But I have this Mac mini. It's an old Mac mini in Intel, but it was the first Intel Mac mini. So it's small, it's old, but it runs Skype and it runs Skype just perfectly fine. So that's what I recommend for running uh, your skype connection is a second computer the cheapest thing you can find now if it's an older computer that might be noisy move it as far away from possible from your microphone because you don't have to be near the computer you could set up some remote control program so you don't even have to have an extra monitor and keyboard for the computer you could just have you could be remote controlling it through things like vnc stands for i might begin this wrong virtual networking client virtual network client vnc if you look that up and you'll find vnc servers and vnc clients for all sorts of computers and you can control windows computers from a mac computer you can control a mac computer from a windows computer all of that and even linux throw into that mix so everybody plays along and holds hands on vnc But have that computer off to the side, and all it does is it's your Skype computer. Plug that then into your mixer. Actually, you know what? Let me back up. Let's pretend we don't have a mixer. You have two computers, no mixer. This can be done very similar to previous examples where... What you now need is you need a splitter again, a couple splitters. You need to split your... The, the difference between having two PCs and our one PC example earlier is that having two PC, PCs doesn't rely as much on the software side of things because before, we remember, we had to say you have to be sure that you have multiple audio input devices or that you can set one as the op, one program using one output device, another program using something else. You don't have to worry about that if you're using two PCs, because one PC is handling Skype, the input and output for Skype. The other PC is handling your recording and your live streaming. So your microphone needs to be split. One line goes to your recording PC and streaming PC, and the other line goes to your Skype PC. Then the audio from the Skype PC also gets split. One line goes to the recording and streaming PC, and the other line will need to go to headphones so you can hear what's going on. And the headphones thing I forgot to mention earlier, that means you need another split. And almost everything I've mentioned previously, you need an extra split in order to listen through headphones. So, sorry, I forgot to mention that earlier. But as you then have these two PCs, they're basically connected to each other twice. So you'll see a line going back and forth between them. Input, output, output, input. So then your Skype PC handles it all. Your recording streaming PC handles that for recording and then you tap into the middle for you tap your microphone into the middle and your headphones into the middle there on separate lines and then you get to hear everything that's going on your co-host gets to hear you but not themselves and your computer records everything from it now that's two pcs no mixer no sounds If you want sounds, this gets a little bit tricky, again, because your sounds have to come from a PC, and I recommend that your sounds come from the PC that is doing the live streaming, not from the Skype PC, Um, unless it doesn't matter to you whether your co-host hears the sounds, then it can come from the Skype PC and things will be a lot easier software-wise. But I recommend having the sounds come from your streaming PC. So now we have the exact same setup as before, except this time what we need to do is make the speaker out from your PC tap into the input that your microphone is already sending to the Skype PC. Sound confusing, doesn't it? You know what? I'm going to post pictures. I'll illustrate this on the audacity to com slash forty four. Originally I thought maybe this can transition well into saying it in audio form. It's not. <laughs> so I will have pictures illustrating this over at the audacity to com slash forty four. So sounds in two PCs. That way your co host can hear the sounds. But then you need to hear the sounds too, and you're recording, you're streaming, all of that. <sighs> now comes the relief to all of this. If you have a mixer and two PCs, the mixer... Have you noticed, by the way, in all of this in last episode as well as this episode, your mixer is the savior of this process. Your mixer is made for mixing things together. And it will make this process so much better if you just use a mixer. So let's imagine first that you've got a mixer and two PCs. And you want sounds in this. Now if you don't want sounds, then just remove this step of the process. But a mixer sounds two pcs and you want your co-host to hear you and to hear what's going on in the sounds well you know what this is the setup that i have i have an extra a couple extra things in the line of this equipment like my external recording device i have a compressor limiter gate but this is the setup i'm using in at its core is a mixer and two pcs and i have sound effects that my co-host will hear So here's how you do it. This is the much easier way to do it. We're going to need to do another mixer mix minus process. So get all of your input devices or outputs and plug them into separate channels on your mixer. So your outputs are your microphone, your Skype computers output, well your co-host, and your main computer, your streaming and recording computer's output for the sound effects. Run each of these into your mixer into separate channels. And by the way, this might be where your mixer could be a little too small, but it it really depends. So each of these are coming in through different channels. Now we're not going to work much with software on this option because you don't need to. The mixer does this for you. So When you have your things coming in, we'll say you come in through channel 1. Your co-host comes in through channel 2 through Skype or through an external microphone, however they're connected, remember. However they're connected, they come in through channel 2 on your mixer. And then your PC, your streaming and recording PC, is also going to play your sound effects. It comes in through channel 3. Now, anytime you're connecting a PC to your audio equipment i highly recommend that you do it with a usb adapter so that it makes that that conversion to digital away from your pc so you don't get some of that line noise or computer noise from the fans and such inside the recording and static and such but that's not necessary for this process recommended but not necessary so we have the audio output coming from your computer From either an optional USB adapter or maybe it's just your computer's speaker out. Your streaming and um, recording PC. The same for your Skype PC. It could just be coming through the speaker out of that. Into these separate channels on the mixer. Now look at the mixer. You want your signal's auxiliary out turned all the way up or turned to the middle setting whatever you need it to be, whatever that setting is that's basically on. Not over amplified, but just on. So that might be in the middle, depending on how your mixer is designed. Turn the sounds input, or channel, I should be saying, also to that. So it's sending it to the auxiliary out. But turn turn channel 2, which is your co-host through Skype or telephone or whatever, turn that... Down so it's not sending to the auxiliary output. Then, so channels one and three, you and your sounds are sending to auxiliary. Channel two, the Skype connection, is not sending to auxiliary. Then you plug from the auxiliary into your Skype PC. Then they hear you and they hear the sounds no software hacks whatsoever to do in there. Then to record this, well, it's really easy because you just take the main output from your mixer, plug it into your streaming or recording PC, streaming and recording PC, and it already has everything mixed together. It has you, it has your co-host, and it has your sounds all mixed together in a stereo channel so that it plugs into your PC or you can run it to a recorder, and then the recorder to the PC, however you decide to do that. It goes into your PC ultimately through either a USB interface, which I highly recommend, or straight into the line input or mic input of your PC. Then you simply turn on your software, make sure that it's getting a signal, and you hit broadcast. So much easier to do it that way then doing it all of these other ways now here's after all of that technical explanation and stuff that really doesn't transition well into audio and i'm sorry for that but there will be screenshots or will be some diagrams over at the audacity to com slash 44 but here's where i want you to really consider things consider how you're doing this is Why are you podcasting? Is it just a hobby or is it something you really want to be serious about? Now, it can be a serious hobby. I guess I meant to say is it a casual experiment or is this a real hobby? If it's a real hobby, especially if it's something you want to pursue professionally, then you need to be prepared to put in a little bit of money and by little bit, like I said, $75 for a microphone, a stand, an XLR cable, a bare minimum mixer, which will work in this process that I've been sharing, and even a pop filter for yourself so you don't have that boom, 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 boom. Well, you're not hearing it now because of uh, my mic setup. But $75, that is not bad for the bare minimums to get started with this and it's so much easier to do it that way than to try and hack things with software and spaghetti lines next to your computer and all of the the splitters and all of the stuff that may or may not work for you. And I'll be honest, I have not tried some of those things. They work in theory, uh, but I haven't tried all of them in actual practice because it it's just too complicated. I'd rather just spend, a mic- spend the money on the mixer. And like I said, a mixer, the mixer I recommended last week, the Behringer Xenix 502 5-channel mixer is only $36 on Amazon.com or $40 on Musician's Friend. You'll see the links to these in last week's show notes over at com slash 43. Those are affiliate links, by the way, so I'd appreciate if you purchase through those. But that mixer is only 36 to $40. Maybe even free shipping with that. Maybe not even tax. Is it worth it to you to spend $40 on a mixer and avoid having this spaghetti of stuff next to you that gives you almost no control over the quality of your audio, over the volume of different things, and you end up having things that just, you know what, may not work for you depending on your software setup or hardware setup. It's so much easier to just add a mixer to the mix. So I am a mixer evangelist that I really think that you would be best to get a mixer. So if you're just experimenting with this, then you are probably recording on your own. If you're into this enough that you are recording with other people, then I think you need to consider that you're no longer just doing this as a casual hobby, but it's a little bit more of a serious hobby, and I do recommend that you spend the minimum amount and at least get a mixer if you're recording with other people. Now, they don't have to get mixers. They could just have a microphone onto their Skype computer, but whoever's doing the recording, which we'll say is you, should have the mixer. And it's it's that point where you have to acknowledge that you've grown beyond the cheap equipment. Or the, not cheap equipment, the no equipment. You've grown beyond that a little bit. And if you get to this point, then good for you. That is a good thing. It is very much a good thing. And I salute you. Hats off to you and all of that. My hat salutes to you. It's good for you to face this problem because it means you're growing, you're expanding, and you're probably doing better with the quality. And I suggest make that bare minimum investment into your equipment to be able to accomplish what you want to do. I'll be honest with you. I often struggle with this uh, concept in my mind of, I want to do this and I want to do it for free. I do that in many different ways. Software on my computer, software on my Android phone, uh, stuff that I want to run on my websites, um, plugins, designs, all of this stuff. I want it to be free because I just don't like spending money. And maybe you're the same, but there are times where spending the money is worth it because it's so much easier and you get much better quality as well. Now, this has been a kind of technical coverage of an episode, and I appreciate uh, Dr. Vibe calling in his feedback and uh, adding to this of what he needed for this. And Dr. Vibe, I hope that this helps you out with uh, what you are needing. And Everyone else who is interested in live streaming their podcast recording sessions, uh, I hope that you'll benefit from this as well. So check out the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast dot com slash forty four. If it's been a couple days since, like, or if it's a couple days late in coming, then you'll know that it's because I want to spend extra time making sure that the illustrations on the site were adequate and helped explain this in a much more visual form that you can understand a whole lot better than my attempt at explaining these things through audio form. Now, if you're an auditory learner, then you probably ate this up. Maybe, maybe not, because this is uh, confusing and you really have to visualize it, I think, in order for it to make sense. So check out the show notes over at com slash 44 and you'll see some illustrations of that, including a couple links to some things that will help you out. Now, when you're over at the website, Audacitytopodcast.com, again, like I mentioned before, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so that you receive every episode automatically as soon as it's released. Also, look at the top of the website where it says Noodle Mix Network and check out some of the other podcasts. We've got a Clean Comedy podcast, which has a new website design and a new website domain over at clean comedy how's that i'm so glad i was able to snatch that domain so check that out over at cleancomedypodcast.com and you can listen to it it's called the ramen noodle and that design just launched uh yesterday at the time of this recording or kind of today depending on the dns configurations technical stuff you don't have to carry about also check out the podcast of Christian Movie Reviews with Critical Thinking called Are You Just Watching? And that's at areyoujustwatching.com. And that also has a new website and it's back on its own domain. And that is picking up again. It's now becoming a weekly podcast. We just reviewed the Smurfs and we will, yeah, I know, you might not be interested in that, but we'll be reviewing and discussing Captain America as well as other popular movies and tv shows and books and such in the future so check that out and these are all part of the noodle mix network and you can get to those podcasts and more Hello. over at noodle.mx so check that out and i'd appreciate it now if you have some feedback on these things first make sure you check the show notes at the audacity to slash 44 But if you have some feedback on what worked for you, then please explain that. Leave a comment in the show notes or call in to 859-353-4332. And you can also email in pictures, audio of yourself explaining, even a video if you'd like. And I'd be happy to share that with everyone else. Send that to feedback at noodle.mx. Please join us live again next week on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern on noodle.mx slash live. Follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, the ramen noodle on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts on clean comedy, movie reviews, philosophy, science fiction, and more over at noodle.mx, the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here, and here is a big place with lots of good podcasts on technology. So check it out over at techpodcasts.com dot com.